0: Hey everybody, this is the Tim Blaine Band and when we're not running through the streets naked we're listening to 91.5 WMFO Medford.
1: WMFO Besser.
2: brunch with your hosts matt Moore and that master morrow what do any of you know about being brutal featuring massachusetts metal and
3: punk those lyrics about hell demons and doom <coughs> what if i told you
2: it's all real
4: wmfo medford stop the
2: prime time
4: bitch. Good morning. Welcome to Brutal Brunch here on WFO Medford ninety one point five FM, streaming live on WMFO.org. and we have some very special guests in the studio this morning. And across from me are Doug Flood, Emily DeWolf, and Jake Hudgens. Hello, guys. How you doing? How are you? Thank you for trekking in here early on a Saturday morning. And uh, of course, I have Matt. We will still have our week in metal history, so don't (laughs) worry, and our content calendar. Um, But today we are going to be discussing an event coming up in a few weeks: Pizza Stock Two. Basically. Just take a step back to explain the connection here. So Doug, a couple years ago, so I think it was on November 27th, uh, we played a song by Doug's son, Jason Flood. It was uh, Monkey Wrench that Mm -hmm. Jason sang. Um, And that week, Jason had passed away. And fast forward to now, Doug is in studio and here to talk about Pizza Stock. So if you guys wanted to start and kind of give an overview of what the event this year is and what it entails. Um, Well, Pizza Stock is something that came out of
5: jake and jason and a bunch of their friends sean and and ryan and stuff um tim when they were in 10th grade wanted to make a big music festival at uh, mcgregor park and Derry, right next to the high school so being 10th graders they just talked about it and never was really able to do anything with it and then um after jason's death they decided they wanted to try to do it to you know keep him and the bands and and everyone going so they approached me and said you know we need an adult we need some insurance we need to pull this off and um i decided you know they they jake took care of all the bands and um i got the pizza you know from kendall palm pizza one of jason's coaches from futsal owns three pizza shops and he said i'll supply the pizzas and we hooked up with the food pantry and um before you knew it, we had a big event, and uh, Jake knows the rest. <laughs>
0: yeah, we—it uh, was—it kind of just blew up. We—you never really think that you can do something like that. Say, hey, we're gonna put on our own lo- local music festival. It seems like something inattainable until you yeah. actually say, "Look at the paperwork. Say, this isn't that hard. All you gotta do is get the bands together." So uh, yeah, we probably had about a dozen, fourteen acts. Last year, um, all local people, all people with ties, and all people who are pretty good at what they do. Uh, pretty wide range in terms of genre. We had a like a country singer songwriter kind of thing all the way through, some harder acts, some stuff that would probably be more at home in this show than anywhere else. Um, and you know, we we raised over two thousand dollars for the local soup kitchen, uh, Sunshine Soup Kitchen, which is just. um it was very cool. cool.
1: Awesome. It you like a great for event. It. So but but pizza other than pizza is awesome, right? Pizza has like a deeper connection to the whole pizza is everything. <laughs> it's a perfect food. Well, cuz our our first band, right?
0: When Jason and I were just starting out playing in bands, uh, you know, right in the beginning of high school, right when you're supposed to start playing in bands. Our band MKO was a Joke band, and we were just kind of screwing around in a garage having fun, and every song was about pizza that was kind of our <laughs> shtick. Um, so naturally, we had to tie the festival in too, even if it was just kind of something that we were dreaming up in our heads. Do you remember any of the song titles? Because that's one of the things I was thinking
1: of. Yesterday. Yeah,
0: we had um, uh, we had we had Gimme Pizza, which was a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen cover, <laughs> amazing. Um, and we had one, oh man, it was called like Pizza Scars, uh, and the lyrics were like. I was eating pizza and I got some sauce on the khakis, and my mom said you should put some shout on that, and I said no way, mom. It (laughs) was—it's kind of a. Didn't hear that one. No, no, (laughs) that was uh,
5: that was never performed for the public. Yeah, that never came out of my garage. It's a bonus track. (laughs) Yeah, bonus track.
4: So you can do a live performance right now. Absolutely not. Some of those things are meant to stay buried. So this year's event it takes place on Saturday, July twenty eighth, from eleven a.m. to eight p.m. at McGregor Park in Derry. Can you talk a little bit about some of the bands that are going to be there and some of the other activities going on?
0: Sure. So we have, um, uh, like I said, we pretty much run the gamut in terms of um, genres. We have some indie bands, uh, Chasing the Mountains, playing some more hardcore bands, Valverde, Turner. We
5: have Apollo. Pop- oh, we have Apollo. Yep, that's also hardcore. We have a country. F- pop singer and Jenna Sullivan mm-hmm. yep. um, we got a 90s grunge band kind of 60s hard rock yeah After a, Image they're great yeah After Image and, they're um, from uh, Keene State in New Hampshire yeah they're yeah. really good Rebuff they did the same sound mm-hmm. yeah um, mm-hmm. more of a pop band uh, fourth degree yeah. Um, yeah Yeah, we got ja- we have a jazz quartet a um, bunch of kids from Pinkerton um,
0: yeah, we so try trying to do a
5: little something for everyone yeah. yeah so there'll be a sound and it' uh, we got the bands mixed up pretty good, so if you show up and you have to you know you don't want to hear a metal band you s- the next band's gonna be kind of an indie folk or a country or a pop band, and then back to something a little harder and mm-hmm. it'll just take it right through i mean there's no downtime once we started about quarter past eleven i have we have bands playing right to about eight thirty as soon as it's dark and
0: on top of that um like it's a, it's a nice open area so you can bring a frisbee, chuck it around, play some lawn games, even. Uh, nice rousing game of cornhole.
5: Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, there'll be lawn games uh, for older kids. Yep. There'll be a, a, an activities table for younger kids face painting, coloring, things like that. And there will be, a, they can, the field's big enough so if you, you're not bombarded with sound if you get sure. further back where the vendors are. Um, that's something else we've added this year where a lot of vendors, um, it, we're sponsoring the upper room this year is a family resource center in Derry. They help families and, and teenagers try to get become well-adjusted or, you know, find their way and things like that. Um, and they have brought with them, this year, they got, we're going to have a vendor, um, NAMNI of New Hampshire, National Alliance on Mental Illness, um, also Center for Life Management from Derry. And uh, the big one is uh, South Central Public Health Network, apparently oversee eleven or twelve communities with um mental wellness and suicide prevention and they help that they're more of a you know they, they just help all these towns get organized for that and stuff and they're they're helping us get bigger. They're trying to get the two towns, uh, Derry and London Derry to video stream it live on their local access TV all day. Um and things like that.
1: That'll be great. How that how'd that uh connection happen? Um,
5: Brenda from the Upper Room and Renee Fellows who used to be the board director at the Upper Room the two of them, they're connected that this is what they do they, um, they're the re- reason this year is going to be twice the size of last year That's it's gonna great. Be hopefully twice as successful um, same number of bands it's going to be the same vibe, it's going to be really nice um, but I th- I, we're just hoping it'll be bigger it'll help more get the word out to more people
1: it sounds like a great event. Oh, thank, thank you. You guys you. did a great job. Thank you. What's, huh. what's it like, how do you find a jazz quartet and then uh, like a heavy metal band at the same time? How do you do that? What's the process for that?
0: Well, I guess the nice part um, is that you know, being in our situation, they, having a lot of friends who just came out of high school. Um, You get to, like, the high school's 3,000 kids, so there's people in there who have every interest. Um, You know, there's a big jazz program there, and there's a big underground kind of hardcore scene. So you can pull from both of those. You can go to the local coffee shops and see your classmate who's performing with his acoustic guitar and say, hey, you want to swing by? You want to play a set? And by and large, everyone does because, well, one, there's not a whole lot of gigs in New Hampshire, and two, you know, people do want to help and, you know, chip in with the event, so
4: and so and I know that you guys brought in some music to play do you want to talk about how the song that you wanted to uh, play first came about
0: sure so I played with Jason in a couple bands a couple more like um, classic rock kind of cover stuff um, you know just kind of go around and play at the local amusement park things like that um, so yeah our band was called Flooding the BPs and then he also um, kind of moonlighted with some of the harder stuff locally and um, his neighbor's band, Apollo, and uh, one of the guys who is in that band, um, Josh Lawrence, I uh, recruited him to kind of do this side project with him, which was a lot more um, instrumental, kind of more intense stuff. So,
4: all right, excellent. So, take a break, and we'll play this first tracks, "Cowardice," and uh, then we'll come back, talk a little bit more about some of the Jason himself and some of the uh, kind of overall issues, especially um, a lot of current events going on. Uh, With Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain As well as a recent CDC report So we'll talk about uh, some of those issues when we come back But first, this is Cowardice uh, Featuring Jason Flood and Joshua Lawrence You're listening to Grill Brunch on WMFO Medford 91.5 FM, streaming live on WMFO.org Welcome back to Broad Brunch here on WMFO Med for 91.5 FM, streaming live on WMFO.org. For the PSA, you heard the song Cowardice, pretty nice instrumental track. So thank you for bringing that in. That was performed again by Jason Flood and Josh, Joshua Lawrence. We're here with Doug, Emily, and Jake discussing Pizza Stock, which goes down uh, in Derry, New Hampshire on Saturday, July 28th from 11 to 8. And going to talk a little bit more about that and some of the uh, overarching issues. So, obviously, Pizza Stock is in memory of Jason Flood, who died by suicide. And I was wondering if you can talk a little bit about some of the goals of Pizza Stock, but also some of the other things that you've been working on. Doug, I know that you um, put together a team for a race every year. Um, So, just kind of talk a little bit about Jason, some of the events that you're doing to remember him.
5: Sure. Um, One of the things when the kids were growing up we did a lot of was um, small charity things. When he was in baseball as a little kid, we collected food for the um, soup kitchen. He was like six, seven years old. Um, we and when he got a little older and played baseball, he played for uh, the Jimmy Fund Baseball League. And in New England, he played for two years. And within those two years, there was over three thousand kids each year playing. He was a top five fundraiser in New England both years. Um, working the gas station, collecting money and tips. 40 hours a week. He he didn't carry it. Um, So when he died and and this this pizza stock thing came about, or even before that, like you said, the teams, um, Wazen Pond, him and I used to run obstacle course races, and there's a local one up near us in Chester, New Hampshire, called the Wasm Pond Pounder, which is run all by volunteers, and all their proceeds go to local charities. It was something him and I just really loved. Um, We loved doing it. We loved the vibe of it. He actually skipped a a state championship soccer game because it was scheduled on the same day as what we had signed up for the Pounder um, because he just felt it was more important to run for that. And we had talked about being trying to be part of that um, organization and being working the charity one day and stuff. So after his passing, um, we had already signed up for the following year. And we were trying to put a small team together ourselves. And Jason was a really, really smart kid, always in smart classes. Um, he was in the Pace Math program in middle school, and his teacher, um, Mike Carthus, had become friends with us as we moved on. He's a really athletic guy, he coaches track. He got Jason to coach, come back as a junior and a senior in high school. He was coaching the middle kids and middle school kids in track. Um, so he was part of our team and stuff. So we were trying to come up with names, and Jason was being a pain in the butt that night and wouldn't cooperate. So I looked at him, and I came up with this real geeky name. like I'm going to call it Team Stupendous for all you math nerds and stuff. And he just shrugged his shoulders and said whatever. So I did it. And um, that year, only him and I ran. Everyone else had some other commitment. And then the following year, he you know, he, he passed away. We signed up for it, and then he died in... And, and, um, I was still committed to doing it, and before I knew it, you know, some friends started talking about it and said, hey, let's just see how many people we can get to run with you. And I expected maybe, you know, 15, 20 people. You know, we never had a team bigger than six. And before I knew it, we brought like 70 people to the Pounder, and it was the largest team that they had ever had to that point. So they, um, they made a, a very big contribution in Jason's name to the Sunshine Soup Kitchen for us. And this past year, we brought, um, we talked to, we brought 80 people. They all signed up and, and just ran for a good, you know, ran for a good reason, just ran for a good cause. So that's, you know, Team Stupendous came out of just a, an actual aggravating night and, and kind of a, a, little frustration, you know, I'm going to name you something stupid until you give me a better name. And he just said, being Jason, he's like, yeah, that's perfect. And walked away cause he didn't want to be bothered. That's great. So, um. Yeah, and hopefully we'll do it again next year. Um, hopefully, if we, my goal will be to get 100 people. You know, bring it. They usually have about a thousand there, so I figure if I can bring 10% of the people, that'd be pretty cool.
1: It's really great that that's just kind of a continuation of the service Jason would do when he's here, and you guys keep doing it now. Yeah, uh, that he's moved on. I think that's great. Yeah, I th- that's where the
5: charitable part of Pizza Stock, I think, comes into play. Is um, it just, it, I want to give it everything purpose. I want to, you know, the, I always said it was us four, me, my wife, my daughter my son, village. And the way to make our world better is to make our village, take our the little villages we touch and make them better and it just grow that way. So I, I just I want to make Derry a better place. Um, and I'm hoping events like this will do that. You know, I know it sounds a little cheesy or whatnot. I don't want to be too nice, but it just, it just goes to show you just a little bit of work. You can have a really cool time and do something positive at the same time. You know, like run yeah. an obstacle course race,
4: throw a music festival. Simple, fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think you've seen from um, maybe smaller things like that to even some bigger things on the national stage right now, what grassroots support can do um, and the change it can make. And the obstacle races are great. Um, I've done a couple, too, in the past. And you definitely... They're nice because you don't have to be an elite runner to do them. You can just you <laughs> yeah, show up, you have fun. Like, it's not run. about who wins. Turned it's not on a track.
5: <laughs> I can't do it. It's, it's awesome. It's team Stupendous, I mean, we brought to Wasm Pond this year, um, Carthus. Uh, he came in second, but they have a, one competitive wave. Um, so technically speaking, he came in second because one guy from the competitive wave beat his time. But out of the general public, he came in first, and we had the second-to-last-place finisher. And everything in between, mm-hmm. it was just—it was a blast. The, the second to last place finisher was eighty years old.
1: It's one of those <laughs> things we have to like carry rocks up a hill and like do all that like yep. wild yeah stuff. Oh, yeah. But
5: it, the cool thing is, there's no force mud. Um, there's no flaming barbed wire like a Spartan <laughs> or anything. It's really family oriented. Okay, that's good. It's cool obstacles. I'm surprised we haven't seen Matt yet. I'm really going to shame him into next year's. Um, but like I said, you, everyone from. 12-year-old kids to 80-year-old people do this. And it's all the money stays. Every ounce of proceeds stays in New Hampshire. That's great. So you're not lining corporate America's pockets. Good. That's what I like.
4: And hey, so. so sort of in a, on a broader perspective, how do you see the conversation currently in the country surrounding mental health and suicide prevention I'll leave that to Emma with and, uh, Obviously, that's a big topic. Uh, as we mentioned, with Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain passing away, the CDC recently re- um, released a report saying that be- from 1999 to 2016, that uh, suicide rates have increased to about 25%. So obviously, um, kind of it can come in cycles, but a lot of attention currently on, on the issues.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a big topic right now. Um, Now, I do volunteer work with the Crisis Text Line, the National Crisis Text Line, and we get a lot of emails in that community talking about the current events with the release of um, the TV show, 13 Reasons Why, as well as um, the events in the medium like Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. Um, So, our text line... uh it meets with texters in any sort of crisis, so not just um, uh, if there's a suicide threat or anything like that, but also if you're just in a time of crisis, anxiety attacks or um, relationship problems as well. Um, but this, the text line is actually um, It's celebrating its fifth year in operation in August and there have been over 73 million texts since August of 2013 with people in crisis and the whole goal of that is to kind of make volunteers aware so all volunteers are trained uh, to help people in crisis and to help them reach a cool calm and definitely the work is something that volunteers take pride in but it's also something that you can really see especially Um, the efforts in community today that you can really see a lot of hurt there we have um, if you're in crisis you text home to 741741 and there should be a volunteer ready to meet with you in under five minutes is our goal
4: great so that's all all via text
2: Yeah, so if you're scared of reaching out to maybe an in-person call line, Mm -hmm. it's really great for someone who might be frightened to talk to a real person but still wants a connection with a real person. Um, So definitely we have also the suicide hotline here, which is 1-800-273-8255 that people can call if they're in a time where they need to talk to someone. Um, But we really want to be able to bring those Those different resources to our community and make sure people know uh, that there's places they can reach out to if they're ever in a time of need, especially with the events going on in media today.
5: I want to make sure that everyone realizes too that you not only have to have the phone number, but you need to use it. It was in Jason's phone, it was something we talked about. I mean, unfortunately, we didn't recognize his depression early enough. We thought a lot of it was just a moodiness and an edge that this kid had. Um, I'm a really moody person. Everyone just called him a mini me. Jake can attest to this kid would go from being the kindest, best hugger to just a miserable, mean sob, um, and and it was usually a light switch. But anyways. We, as we started to recognize that and he asked for help, and we realized it was more than just moodiness and he was he was suffering from depression, you know and, and he asked for help and he started to reach out for it um, I don't know what prevented him from continuing to do so, like I said, he had the phone number in his cell phone, he was using his cell phone that night, and he chose not to reach out for help when he needed it most and I want that's part of the goal is we want to make everyone comfortable with it. Um, I don't want it so in your face that it becomes standard or run-of-the-mill or just accepted, but I, I don't think we're near that yet. I, I really want to make sure people are comfortable with, you know, it's okay not to be all right. You know, just, just ask for help and take it. Know it's a long, slow process. It's not a quick fix. It's not, you know, do you, you feel good today, tomorrow? And for two weeks, great. But you need tools to understand when it comes back or creeps back how to deal with it, and how to recognize what's happening, and, and, and find ways of, of working with it. And that's what we're hoping these organizations coming to Pizza Stock for us will get that information to these kids, and these kids will see that hey, all these people think this is okay. So, you know, maybe it's not embarrassing to reach out. You know, and the work Emily does is, is just, it's really cool.
1: I think it's a great point. And I think it makes sense for pizza stock, too, for kind of making sure that the young people who could be affected by this kind of thing are, are yeah. exposed to it. And, and like you're saying with the stigma, if I yeah. tore my arm out of my socket, I'd call the doctor, right? I'm not right. embarrassed to call the doctor. So it's kind of the same right. J-
5: same thing. Jason was, like I said, incredibly smart. He was incredibly proud and stubborn, hated to be wrong. Um, and I feel that part of his denial in all this, I mean, he would tell, you know, his mother would sit there and hug him and tell him that this is bigger than you. You need help. And he'd just look at her and say, I got it. I can, I can do this. I'll be fine. Um, and he was wrong. Um, we, we, I'd rather someone say, hey, I'm weak and I can't fix this. Can you help me? And I just, you know, like you say, I want the kids to know that, that it's okay to do that. Um, a lot of my postings on Facebook now. I'm embarrassed, I'm on the grown man on Facebook. Um, but I've had, you know, I try to be as brutally honest on it as I can. And I've gotten some kids responding back with telling me that because of what they've read and, and, and the damage and destruction that they've seen, it's left behind. It's made them think a little bit about their own issues and how they deal with them. Um, and that's all we want. You know, like I said, we all have a lot of friends, and you never know. I think there's a lot of people that were caught off guard by Jason. Um, the theater group and the chorus group that he became so part of his senior year, You know, a lot of those kids only knew him his senior year um, because of that. He, he was a soccer player before that. Um, he was probably in class with most of those kids. Most of those kids were really smart. Um, but I think a lot of them saw a different side of him. Once he joined the theater group and, and, and the chorus. And I think they were caught off guard. And that's I, I want people to know, you, like you say, a broken arm, you're in the cast. If you're suffering from depression, you're either fake smiling or you're just grumpy. And, and there's something more to
4: it. Mm-hmm. And I like what you said about being brutally honest. Because I think that that's definitely key. And the more people are willing to do that and not keeping even... Um, survivors of suicide, not it to themselves and, and being more open about it, it will go a long way. read in a, a book
5: shortly after Jason's death, someone gave to me called The Beautiful Hair. Um, a mother in, in Georgia lost her son, he was a musician, and the line she put in there that, that has stuck with me the entire time and makes sure that uh, in every way possible I can just inform people is, depressed, people suffering from depression are the best liars on the earth they um, they they, they, they they feel like they're being a burden to the people around them, so they don't want to ask for help, and that's part of the problem, you need to let them know first, you know th- you're not a problem it's not a burden, you, you know you need help, ask for it. Um, it it's something we always talked about and we haven't shied away from you know, the minute you know, shortly after his death I wanted to make sure everyone knew that he Died by suicide, and it was wrong. There was nothing good about it. Um, you, you, I want to get the word out there to, to to ask for help. Don't, you know, it doesn't have to be like this.
4: Emily, we actually neglected to start to say the start the show that you currently attend, Tufts, and um, Jake here at BU. Yep. And I was just wondering, kind of, um, even though it is the summer right now, but we are on the on Tufts Radio. How do you notice the issue on college campuses right now? Is that something you see that there's? good support do you think it varies by school or demographic
2: uh, i definitely noticed here at tufts they have a lot of signs posted for our student run uh, crisis line ears for peers that you can there's a text line as well as a call line for that and it's student run um, and the counseling department helps train students for that um, they have those posted in almost every bathroom as well as the counseling lines but it's definitely something that I'm, I'm on Tufts Active Minds on campus um, and it's something that our club really looks for trying to even broaden that because counseling is only offered for certain semesters because of understaffing, but it's definitely something that we want to get out for students. I know we all received an email after Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade reiterating what's available on campus for students. So it's definitely something that Tufts is making available to students and I think whether or not the students take that is really it varies individually.
0: Yeah, um, at BU at least there are there are the text lines, there's the hotlines, there are the traditional things. But my fear is that there isn't enough in person help in person. Kind of opportunities and resources in that way, because there's only so much you can do over a phone, I think now you can and it's hard to make that phone call in the first place like I remember um over the winter, I had a situation where I had a suicidal friend, and I had to call nine one one and it was so hard for me to make that phone call. I can't imagine how hard it would have to be for you yourself to make that to say to just completely like give over your own problems to someone else especially if you're someone like Jason who always like to do it your own way so um yeah I think the text line and the phone lines are great but I think if there were really some way to kind of increase the in-person presence I think that would be the next step in really combating this illness
4: yeah and I think in general that's a a huge issue because people always I mean you talk about any kind of national tragedy that happens people say we have to focus more on mental health but there's only so many psychologists that are available and then yeah. trying to find like if you you can be ready and willing um, but being able to actually track somebody down you have the whole health insurance question. you have the availability of all these other complications that go into it I was just say that was
5: one of the biggest problems in the beginning was when he came to us for help and we found the help you know his first appointment was three weeks out and basically was told, well, if there's an emergency, call this number. Um, and then after that, and some of it was based on Jason's decision, but it was only a biweekly meeting. And I'm like, it, you got to build up a repertoire with this guy faster. you got to get comfortable with this guy faster. This is, you know, too long. You know, once again, someone like Jason who just... He was guarded at times with his information, and something this personal—it was going to take a lot to get this out of him. I was—I was just shocked at how casual they were about. All right, so these are your appointments, and he went to, I believe, three council meetings, and then just said he was all set, he was done. Um, so yeah, it—that's it imper- you know, trying to get people together, like Jake said, I. We talked about it. I knew he was sad, and I unfortunately didn't listen to his words correctly. Um, and that's what I hope to get out of this. And like Jake said, you know, the numbers are good. you, you got to look at it on a big scale. But just in your own, dumb it down, simple it down. Talk to your friends. Listen to your friends. Look at your friends. Same thing with your kids. You know, stop being in a hurry to get to the next step. Just, just, Just listen to the actual words they're saying, and... You know, there's that fine line between beings. you know, a good article this past week. You know, the difference between sad and de- depressed. You know, there are big differences, and once you can identify those, you go a long way. But it takes a little bit of work. It takes, it takes work. It takes time, and unfortunately
1: nowadays, no one has time. What and- you were saying about Pizza Stock trying to make dairy a better town. I think that's going to be one of the solutions here, right? Is to say, there's like a separate set of eyes for everybody. So if everybody has more knowledge on on what the disease is and what depression is. It's not just like a, uh, a zero sum, there's just one mm-hmm. one goalkeeper there, just right. the family, yeah. it's the friends and cousins and whomever, but, but that, that deals with exposure. Like I know that I might not recognize the signs of depression in someone, my neighbor, right. but I might, you know, with someone else, but you need that knowledge base for everyone first, which I think is another yeah. thing that's great about pizza stock.
4: Yeah, and I think also just having a consistent annual event, or multiple events is good because right now like we said with the high profile deaths um, it's in the spotlight right now but then what happens in the next couple of years it kind of mm-hmm. fades away you saw that with Robin Williams in the past uh, and other celebrities so to keep it constantly out there it will go a long way Yeah, I was surprised how fast Chester Bennington and mm-hmm. um, Chris, Cornell. Yeah.
5: Chris Cornell Chris Cornell kind of subsided. I mean those two hit me hard um, especially Chester Bennington was one of Jason was in middle school was one of his favorites we were supposed to take him to see him at the garden and three days before we were supposed to go to the garden in February to see them he broke his leg The parkour lessons of all things <laughs> he's like dad I want to take parkour I'm like okay I'll pay someone to teach you so you don't break your leg on a building somewhere and what he do two lessons in broke his leg so <laughs> he missed Lincoln Park but in the, as he grew older it wasn't a big band to him but they, there was a Good window where it was a very important band where he was young and influential and um, but yeah, that one hit me and
4: it kind of like you say it went away quickly in the news. Sad. Yeah, that was a big. We actually had a uh, Lincoln Park tribute show on here. Matt, you weren't here, but had somebody else. One of my other friends from New Hampshire drove down. We did uh, played all Lincoln Park that that week. That'd be a pretty cool show. Uh, all right, so let's get another tune to spin. So um, if you want to kind of. Talk a little bit about the background of this track. We're going to play "Better Place, Better Time."
5: Yeah, uh, Jason had a few favorite bands. Um, him and I saw the Dropkick Murphys ten to twelve times. Um, the Mighty Mighty Boston's the same number of times. Jason's true love for music was ska music. I, I bet to say if he was here, he'd say his favorite band was Streetlight Manifesto. All his solo work in coffee shops, he did. He always did a toke song, which is Streetlight's singer, and. It, Tokay's had several bands and does he reworks his own music acoustically and this is a really cool anti-suicide song with a ton of lyrics it blew my mind that he could memorize them never mind memorize and play a guitar at the same time he would uh he would find a song he want to do he'd take his little ipod and sit on his bed listen to it youtube the lyrics and and just memorize it in two weeks and go play it um, the song that you're hearing now is the second attempt at it. The first one he kind of butchered in the middle and got lost. Um, he Always fought through it, but this one here he nailed. And when he did it, you know, me and another soccer mom looked at each other and were like, the "Kid's gonna do all right. You know, he's not gonna be Bob Dylan, but he's gonna be able to play um, bars and stuff moving forward." And um, you know, it was an important song. We have it written on his um, gravestone. I, th- I think that if you listen to the lyrics it, it it really hits home, you know, he he knew it, he and he believed it, but somehow something and this is where I feel depression is a, a, definitely an illness. It, it just it, it controlled his mind. It it it, wrought, it did something to him because um you know, Jake knows he just
4: it, he believed this stuff. He believed these lyrics. All right, excellent. So we'll play that now, then we'll be back and then I uh, we'll be wrapping things up. So and you're listening to Brutal Brunch here on WMFO Medford, 91.5 FM streaming live on WMFO.org. So she wakes up, time to break
3: down, she left a note. I uh-huh. uh-huh. Song uh, covered by their lead singer Tokay, his acoustic
4: stuff. So that's what I played. All right, so as you just heard, that was a better place, a better time. Solo version by Jason Flood. And you're listening here to Brittle Brunch, WMFO Medford 91.5 FM, streaming live on WMFO.org. Again, we have Doug, Emily, and JK. We've been talking about Pizza Stock 2, which is coming up in a couple weeks. And then also an upcoming show we want to mention is the Crankin' and Skankin' Fest uh, out of the Palladium, Saturday, August 25th, featuring the Mighty Mighty Boss Stones, Toots and the Maytails, Bouncing
1: Souls, and Fishbone. Awesome I can't wait for Fishbone. It's going to be great. It's going to be a fun concert. It's outside. I've yeah. seen outside of yeah. the Palladium. Well, I've
5: been told that there is no outside venue at the Palladium, so it's that's in the parking, parking lot? lot. Okay, mm-hmm. that's, what, that's that what, what outside That's is, what I've okay. been told. Um, I can, yeah, I can hardly wait that. Dampered my enthusiasm a little
1: yeah. But I don't want to be crowd surfing And get dropped at a, On a parking lot No Well the courthouse is right there okay. So you can just run right next door And we'll file a suit for you There you go <laughs> It's cool uh, We saw um, Oh real big fish
5: At um, the place in uh, Hampton um, Hampton Casino Yeah, yeah the Hampton Beach Casino the one time Jason and I crowd surfed together. Oh, wow. We used to go to, like I say, the Murphy shows and in the, in the Boston's, and we'd always try to get Jason. We'd always be up front near the stage. we always try to get him to crowd surf. We wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it. So we were real big fish, and he finally did it. So I looked at own and said, uh, hoist this 50-year-old man up. I got one opportunity to crowd surf with my son. I'm going to do it. And they dropped me over by this, the stage, and one of the guys leaned
4: over and high-fived me and said, Way to go, old man. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. It's cool I got to crowd surf with them once. That's great. I will be at Warped Tour, and I think Real Big Fish is playing.
5: Yeah, they are. The last Warped Tour. And uh, the Interrupters are playing, too. Yes. Another, we met them out on the sidewalk down. We drove down to um, Hartford, Connecticut. Hartford. It, to see um, the Boston's and the Interrupters, it, we didn't get home until like three in the morning from that. But we met the Interrupters out on the sidewalk, and they—they uh, they loved Jason. Shirt, he had a um, Star Wars shirt on. They thought it was cool. There's stuff. We got pictures of that um, stuff. So, a lot of cool things.
4: Good stuff with music. Great. Excellent. So again. Go to Pizza Stock. Pizza Stock 2 is going to be Saturday, July 28th from 11 to 8 p.m. at McGregor Park in Derry, New Hampshire. A day of music, pizza, and much more. And presented by the sponsors, you have The Grind, Kendall Pond Pizza, and Brownwell Insurance Center. Did we miss anybody?
5: Uh, Smash Music has donated a guitar for us to raffle off. Um, it's really cool. Uh, and that's why my sponsors here, The Grind, Kendall Pond Pizza, and Brownwell Insurance, have picked up the entire tab. So... Every every dollar we generate is going right to the upper room, um, so there's there's no expense. Thanks to those guys, um, the grind, Mel Davis and, and Pat McDermott from Kendall Pond Pizza were right there in the beginning last year. They're the reasons why it was able to be bigger than what Jake and I envisioned it being. You know, I thought we'd have we'd buy 12 pizzas and sell them, and and you know we hand the sunshine soup kitchen a couple hundred bucks. We ended up going through 45 pizzas and generating over $2,200 that we were able to give them. It was really cool.
4: you got to dream big, Doug. So this this yeah? year
5: this year we're dreaming
4: even bigger. All right. Awesome. So for more information, check out pizzastock.org. You can also visit on Facebook. The um, page is Jason Flood Memorial page. So for uh, details, you can follow follow them on Facebook as well. Um, and before we sign off, any uh, any last information you want you guys want to get out there?
1: Did you give out the text line? I know we talked about it, but I don't know if you gave out the number.
2: Yeah, so the text line, if you're ever in crisis, you can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741 And you'll be connected with an in-person volunteer.
4: All right, excellent. Thank you very much. Again, thank you very much for trekking down from New Hampshire this morning nice and early on a, for a metal radio show on college radio you
1: guys are the earliest guests we've ever had <laughs> thank you for having us
4: thank you and thank so we're gonna uh, we're gonna sign off um, we'll, let's do Untitled by Flooding the BPs Jake do you want to, any background information about this song or no 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 it's a mystery alright excellent let's play we we'll <laughs> sign off with that Untitled by Flooding the BPs thank you again for to Doug Emily and Jake for joining us this morning stay tuned for Mike on the mic and we will be back next weekend same time same place until then stay brutal
0: This will be untitled for now, I suppose. (laughs) All right, let's do this thing.